The blast from our past network. Hello and welcome to the Blast from Our Past podcast. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. I'm John. And I'm Adam. And today we are going to be doing our top 10 sci-fi movies of the 20th century. Um, We are kind of doing a little bit of a sci-fi month here in uh, August, so I thought uh, this would tie in really well. And Adam... I thought this was going to be an easy list for me, but I got to tell you, it was much harder than I thought. I'm with you. Like I kept my, my initial list kind of kept growing and growing. Once I started looking at like being reminded of what is a Mm -hmm. sci-fi movie and I was like, Oh wait, that's totally a sci-fi movie. Oh shit. That's totally a sci-fi movie. And so some ones where I was like, I was dead certain they were going to make my top 10 ended up falling because I had other ones that were kind of maybe a different genre, but they were a sci-fi as well. So they ended up making my list. Yeah, um, I struggled a little bit with what was sci-fi and what wasn't, and I looked at others' lists, and man, I went through it. I'm like, oh, God, yeah, that's a good one. That's going on the initial list. That's a good one. That's a good one. And I came down to, oh, man, I'm going to have to leave like half of these out. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was not an easy choice. I think my like my top half I got to pretty quickly, but the bottom half that kept changing every time I saw a new movie. I'm like, ooh, is this one better than this one? Is it not? Yep. And man, did I have a rough time. That was pretty much <laughs> exact time. same for me. Yeah. <laughs> so um we've been fans of sci-fi as far as I can remember all our lives. I don't think it's everything. It's ever been anything that we've shied away from. I don't think it's anything our parents shied us away from. It's, it was never been sort of one of those things where it's like, well, that's for nerds. <laughs> um, as far as I remember, both of our parents enjoyed yep. sci-fi to a degree. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, I, I think most sci-fi was probably introduced to us by our father. Yeah. That's my, anytime I think of a movie, and when, you know, or something, how I was introduced to stuff like, uh, you know, like Star Trek. Dad definitely was the one who introduced me to Star Trek. He started mm-hmm. watching TNG. I did remember watching, you know, like early Star Trek reruns, but it was probably through him. So definitely something that's been in our sort of genre rotation for yep. as long as we can remember. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've always been kind of nerdier kids. I mean, not like mm-hmm. terribly, but we'd be like comic people and, you know, like that, that kind of sci-fi and fantasy appeals to, you know, people who like comics or who will read like those kind of books or get into role-playing games or other stuff like that. So this was definitely a genre that um, that is just, it's, it's awesome. And we're looking at how many different movies I kind of forgot are definitely in this genre. There's some huge ass movies that made cultural impacts that, um, I think I think everybody loves this shit. <laughs> you don't you don't yeah. have to if you if you say you don't like sci-fi, I think you're probably lying to yourself. Yeah. Um and there's going to be a lot of movies that didn't make my top 10 that are totally worth talking about. Yes. Yeah. Um so uh, we'll probably have a, a lot of uh honorable mentions to talk about. Yep. Um I'm expecting a few similars. Yeah. And I'm expecting at least a few similars in far as uh, franchises go, because we did make the caveat that was it could only be one film per franchise. Yes, I have I have a feeling our top five 
might be pretty well i mean i don't know i think there's gonna we're gonna have like i think we're gonna have like five movies that are that are on our list just in different orders maybe i maybe i agree (laughs) and i can tell you this any and there's gonna be a lot of movies that maybe in our bottom halves that you know made my list that didn't make yours but were definitely in consideration and stuff like that it was just it was it was hard to quantify some of them i was like is it really better do i like it better do Mm -hmm. you know do i enjoy it more it was tough it yes. was tough. So, um, all right, enough bullshit. It's time to t- it's time to talk some sci-fi films. Uh, Adam, what was your number ten? Uh, my number ten is a fantastic movie that uh, we reviewed not too long ago on this show because it came out on July fourth, and this is I just kind of re-, re I got reinvigorated with how good the movie is. My number ten is Independence Day. Higher on my list. Uh, it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, man, there's, and there's probably going to be a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, my number ten. I don't remember if this is a film you attached to. Um, it's definitely a film that I bonded with my wife over. So maybe I maybe that's just why it's a little bit more nostalgic. But um, it is. It's definitely sci-fi. It's got a lot of really really good actors in it. And it's really funny. Uh, I went with uh, the Fifth Element, higher on my list. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I figured our first half of this list there might be a little bit of this. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of higher. Uh, all right, we'll go ahead and jump to number nine. Um, we're talking funny stuff, and when it comes to funny sci-fi, there's nothing better than Spaceballs. That's my number nine. Didn't make my list. Actually, okay. I kind of forgot about that one. Okay. Okay. And it was, it's tough to place it. Yeah. I kind of placed that in my head. It's more farce yeah. and parody. So I think that's why, but absolutely sci-fi. So okay. go ahead. Yeah. So Spaceballs came out in 1987, obviously a, you know, parody on the Star Wars genre. Um, but, you know, in that good classic Mel Brooks way and it's one of those that, you know, you go back and you're not going to watch Blazing Saddles for kids. You're not going to even really watch mm-hmm. some Young Frankenstein for kids. But Spaceballs was one that worked with the younger audience. And so that's one that we watched when we were younger. I don't know if you've shown it to your son. I think you have. And I think you said yeah, you've forgotten how many times. my kids. Yeah. Yes. And I think you said you forgot how many times they say shit and bad words in there. <laughs> yeah. So it's got some, you know, definitely some adult humor, but like. It's a funny ass film. It is probably my favorite uh, uh, Mel Brooks personally. Like, okay. And it's just, I have a nostalgic tie to it. I think it's hilarious. Rick Moranis is awesome in it as is Bill Pullman, as is John Candy. Um, Mm. Just great cast, great humor. And it ties into another franchise. You'll probably hear as well (laughs) or higher on my (laughs) list too. So it just, it works on a lot of different aspects for me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we showed them the uh, Spaceballs and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, and I, I they enjoyed both of them. Yep. Uh, any of the older ones are ones that I'm going to find funny, but my kids aren't going to get mm-hmm. the references and the jokes. Like, I can't show them History of the World Part 1. They won't get it. Yeah, yeah. But Spaceballs, another quick thing. So many good lines. Like, so many things that you can mm-hmm. kind of reference. You know, like the you've been jammed or the beeps and the creeps and the sweeps. And, like, just... Uh, 
uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of things in that movie that a ludicrous speed. I don't know. Tons of shit that yeah. you can just kind of say out in regular pop culture. And I'll just be like, oh, my God, what a good reference to Spaceballs. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. It's great. Uh, all right. Uh, my number nine. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where this one's going to fall. I'm betting it may not have made your list. Um, but it's a movie that I kind of revisited recently and I f- remembered how much I really do enjoy it. Um, this was another one I had a hard time placing, but you know how much I love my space uh, weapons and space armor. And this is one that I discussed with Corey recently on one of his uh, watch list episodes. And that's Starship Troopers. It was an honorable mention for me. Okay. Uh, it's one of those ones where I think it got a lot of crap when it came out and has just become nothing but a nostalgic gem mm-hmm. for people of our age. They're like, everyone I know looks fondly back on Starship Troopers. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's um, yeah, it got panned by critics early on, but like, mm-hmm. aside from some, some cheesy factor to it, you go back and you watch it and you're like, damn, this one holds up the graphics, not of the brain bug. The brain bug right. looks fucking awful. <laughs> but the but the regular kind of drone bugs, it actually still looked pretty good. They look better than some some um, sci-fi or some uh, CG stuff that I'm watching today. Yeah. So, because I think they just yeah. they they integrated it better. So yeah, it's a great movie. Um, you get some definitely when you're younger, you get some people that you crushed on. Whether it was Denise Richards, whether it was Dina Meyer, um, mm-hmm. and it was fun, action packed. It was great. Yeah. Even Amy Smart actually makes a cameo role. That's in right. That one. Yeah, she plays the the kind of like this this the right hand to Denise Richards later. I think in yeah. the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, she just shows up for a little bit, but yeah, uh, always fun. Um, I met Dina Meyer once. She's just as beautiful in person as she mm-hmm. was in the movie, and this and this was like twenty years later, and she's still gorgeous. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite ones. Fun movie. I mean, it is. Yeah. It's not one. I think, you know, yes, we'll probably watch it and dissect it a little bit, but it's not yeah. really a movie to dissect. It's one to kind of watch, have a beer and kick back yeah, and enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and jump up to number eight. Uh, my number eight was previously mentioned by you. It is a fun sci-fi movie that mixes, I think, comedy um, and just kind of weirdness. Uh, you get some absolutely fantastic parts. Um it's just yeah tons of fun it's the fifth element it's my number eight ruby right oh my god chris tucker in that one just blows me away he just makes me like laugh out loud all the time <laughs> yeah so good good action great comedy um you know not so much romance but there is a love story there and that's fine um but it to me it's it's about the perfect amount of love story like it's yeah you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't overtake too much of what else is happening in the movie. True. I mean, yes, Corbin Dallas is, you know, not quite the John McClane, but it's pretty mm-hmm. similar. He's kind of the every guy, but he's also way better than the every guy. Um, <laughs> but you kind of still relate to him. Mila Jovovich is like, you know, Lilu is this just gorgeous. Absolutely. Everybody crushed on her in that mm-hmm. tiny little strap band <laughs> outfit that yeah. she had um probably one of the most cosplayed women i've ever seen at a con i see that character yeah all the time and if the for the women who pull that off good for you 
Um, yeah. I mean, it is a tough one. Uh, maybe I'll pull that off next time. I'll give that a shot, see what people think. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It's, it's And again, similar enough with Starship Troopers. I don't think it's one that, you know, you really need to break down, but it's it's fun to sit back and enjoy. Yeah, and amazing actors. I mean, um, yeah. Gary Oldman. Ian Holm. Yeah, Ian Gary Holm. Oldman, yeah. Ian Holmes in it. Um, just so much fun it's Mm -hmm. you know if you've never if you've never seen it what the fuck are you doing luke perry great actor (laughs) early on he's not a great actor Eh, but uh eh, it's debatable yeah even in that role it's debatable (laughs) rest in peace luke perry yes uh okay well uh your number eight number eight oddly enough was also mentioned by you and that was independence day okay so we did i think we literally just like flip-flop those yep yeah cool um I mean, we just recently talked about it, so there's not too much more I think I need to say. We kind of covered all of that then. But, man, I tell you what, if if the ending and that speech don't inspire you, are you even human? Yeah, man. Are you even human? Even Not even if you're American. Are you even human? Yeah, like, you know, we have so much to talk about it because we just did it not too long ago on the show, but it is perfect blockbuster this mm-hmm. movie just hits all the right ways all the formula that you want for great mix of action comedy star power um it's the score is phenomenal everything is great with independence and everything looked good too i mean not everything there was some cg that you know f- can be a little dated but they used miniatures perfectly they used mm-hmm. um you know doing actual like you know suits and and uh you know, making the aliens, you know, all that worked really well. And Independence Day, also great lines in that movie. Welcome to Earth, boom, punch in the face. You know, yeah, it's it's um, it is an inspirational, awesome film. Uh, just yeah, one of the top blockbusters of of our generation. And if you were a member of Patreon, um, I'm not sure. I can't remember when this comes out. Uh, this will come out in August. August, yeah. If you, yeah. So if you're a member of Patreon. Last month, our special extra episode was talking Independence Day Resurgence, um, which you'll have to go to patreon.com backslash blastpasscast to find out what we thought. Yeah, do it. Uh, So, yeah, all right. Um, Number seven. My number seven is probably your number one. Um, And I'm joking because you fucking hate this film. And I know that (laughs) because I was actually listening to your... um, takeover episode on ready to retro and i've always known you haven't liked this one but you said this was the most overrated film of all time and i love it man i fucking love it my number seven is rocky horror picture show didn't even make my list i i know um it's just not one that you care for uh but i you know it's for me it's a movie that i i pull out Almost annually, like I, I at least every two years, I don't go more than two years without rocking, watching Rocky Horror. It's so quirky. It's so weird. I'm a fan of musicals and I just love the musical elements to it. Um, I love the just the freakiness. And then when it comes out of nowhere that they're these weird ass aliens, you know, there's a whole science fiction factor when they brought like Eddie to life and him creating, you know, this kind of golden God guy um, with Rocky. But Tim Curry is just, he is the perfect weird actor, you know, for like the weirdest <laughs> roles, he does a great job. And I, I, this, this is kind of his, one of his top ones. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I just, I don't watch it always, always ever in, um, 
on Halloween. I'll watch it whenever the hell I want. I love the soundtrack. <laughs> like, it's great. I have seen it live. It's a lot of fun live. But honestly, I love just sitting and watching. Honestly, I like the live stuff gets distracting to me. I'm like, shut up. I want to watch the movie. <laughs> when people are like, you know, throwing up the popcorn or throwing the newspaper or doing newspaper stuff or water guns or all that kind of shit. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I just I just love watching the movie and singing along and shit like that. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Have you ever gone to one of those like live reenactments? Yeah, uh, no, I haven't done the live reenactments. I've gone to like the movie theater where you do where you like throw stuff at certain times, you say stuff at certain times. Um, oh, but okay. I haven't done like the there has there is ones where you I've seen like they'll have specific <clears throat> actors who are kind of acting along with it while the movie's playing in the background. Yeah, so it's like, I actually had a friend in high school that she she wasn't in high school at the time, but she was a friend from high school who did that for a while. She was. Um, uh, whoever the Susan Sarandon character was, uh, Jen, damn it, Janet, I love you. Yeah, she she was she would do that character. Okay, cool. Who Susan Sarandon, smoking hot babe in 1975. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, my number seven, I think, definitely has a chance to be higher up on your list. Um, it's a classic sci-fi movie from the 90s that is still going in some form or fashion today, and that's Jurassic Park. I on my list. Okay. Uh, my number six, right? Is that right? Yeah, we're on number six. Number six. I'm not too worried about this, this one being on your list. The franchise might make your list, but I know this is not your favorite film from that franchise, um, so feeling pretty confident about it. My number six is The Empire Strikes Back. You're you're correct. Yeah, I'm correct. Yes. Um, do um, we want to just talk the franchise when it's higher, or or do you want me to just no, go ahead and talk about them? Okay, well, let's go ahead and talk about. Okay, the so yeah, now. you're right. I had to rate these specifically on this movie. Um, this movie, Empire. I'd say for a lot of like the nerdy nerd people, they kind of consider it maybe the best one. Like that's me. Um, or like the people who are pretentious and say like, what's the best film? Um, other people, you know, have their other favorites as well, and we'll probably hear about that soon. But <laughs> for me, Empire. There's a darkness to it. There is um, it's a, maybe it's similarly because I love Infinity War. I think Infinity War is better than Endgame. Um, it just it sets things up really well. You get a lot of this drama between Luke and Vader. Um, you get Yoda for the first time, and he's just really weird and quirky kind of character that you end up falling in love with. Um, you know, it's it, it's really Luke who kind of stumbles his way through the beginning. It's really him learning in the first movie, him learning to become a Jedi completely more, much more so um, in empire. And I think there's aspects of that, you know, the love hell you get fucking Billy D Williams, man, you get Colt Ford, <laughs> Mr. Colt 45 himself, which is awesome. Lando is the shit. Um, yeah. Empire is a fantastic film and it, it's hard to talk about it without talking about the entire franchise because that franchise means so much to me. Um, but I had to put this down. It probably, you know, if I had to rank the franchise, it would be higher on my list, but it's not, I'm doing the single movie. And when I think of these other movies that are in the top five for me as singular movies, they're better movies to me. So that's why I, I had to try and separate the film itself from the whole franchise. Well, that probably makes you a better person than me because I'm pretty sure that I was kind of thinking in terms of the whole franchise as far gotcha. as ranking where I well, move it. But yeah. it's, I mean, it's it, I, if I if I had to rank Star Wars movies, Empire would probably be number two. Number two, yeah. So, um, in fact, my son recently even said that Empire is his favorite. Oh, cool. Um, Star Wars movie, which I think is great considering he's 11 and he's yeah. been exposed to 
all of the Star Wars movies, yes. and he still thinks Empire is is probably the best one. He didn't get sucked into the Jar Jar bullshit? No. That's good. I think he thought he was funny when he first saw him when he was yeah. little, but yeah. I think now he kind of like me. Well, I think there's a whole generation that like loves those prequels because they saw them when they were kids. Um, and they're, right. the prequels are not good movies. They've become nope. better because of the, the whole Clone Wars or Bad Batch and all that other stuff. I think they've become watchable. They haven't become good. <laughs> I, uh, I will agree to disagree with that, that they were never, they've never been watchable. <laughs> well, even, even take it good. lower. Yeah, I would take it even lower. But yeah, Empire, great film. Okay. Uh, all right. We're on number six, right? Yeah, you're number six. My number six just barely squeaks in because it came out in 1999. Um, and I think is one of the... First of all, 1999 is is arguably one of the best years for film. Yeah. So many good movies came out that year. And this was definitely one of them. My number six is The Matrix. Higher on my list. Okay. All right. Not... Terribly surprising. Yeah. Uh, all right. That was our bottom half. We're making it to our top half. Adam, what is your number five? My number five is the first entrance from one of my favorite actors of all time. He <laughs> is a great sci-fi actor. and Well, he's not a great, he's not a great sci-fi actor. He's a great <laughs> hero, if you will. Mm. Um, but I love him to death. And he is just absolutely fantastic uh, as the Terminator he was good as the Terminator as a villain. He was fucking killer and just amazing as the Terminator as a uh, this kind of cyborg hero in T2 Judgment Day. So that's my number five. Higher on my list. Okay. Um, I am not at all worried about my number five being on your list. Um, I don't know that you've ever been a particularly huge fan of this franchise, um, and if you did have something from this franchise on your list, I don't think it would be this one. But I am a huge Trekkie. Mm-hmm. I love Star Trek. Um, I am a TNG kid. That was my that was my, you know my first real uh, one because obviously I didn't grow up with the. I mean, I should say I did watch the original series mm-hmm. probably before TNG came out, but TNG was my series. You know, I grew up watching the 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 seasons go by. I growed with those characters. Or I grew with those characters. Growed is not a word. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I it's not that surprising that my favorite Star Trek movie comes from the TNG era of movies. And while I think some of them are not the greatest, and I think some of them actually get more flack than I think they deserve. I think there's one TNG movie that arguably anyone who watches Star Trek movies will agree was probably the best, and it's still my favorite one to watch to this day, and that is Star Trek First Contact. Okay, yeah, n- not on my list. Yeah. Um, I think it is the I think it is a great embodiment of the TNG cast. Um, I think everyone was used really well. They're fighting the Borg, you know, one of the greatest villains in Star Trek to come out of TNG. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's just, I think it's a great, I think it's the, well, I think it's the best Star Trek movie. And I know there are people who are going to you know disagree. Um, you know, Wrath of Khan is always one that gets, 
mention. And yes, Brother Khan is a great movie, but I don't care for the original cast. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't do anything for me that way. As yeah. a movie, it's a great movie. As as Star Trek, I don't really care. Yeah. I like I like the the 90s stuff, the TNG, the um, the Voyager, the mm-hmm. um Deep Space 9. I like that universe that they built in the 90s. Um which I want more of. I really didn't care when they were like, we're going to remake Star Trek, you know, with the original cast, cast characters. I'm like, I don't give a shit about mm-hmm. Kirk. I really just don't. You're a Picard, man. You know, <laughs> I'm a Picard, man. I appreciate the original cast and I appreciate everything that happened. You know, I have to. You can't. Yeah. You can't, you know, not appreciate it. But, you know, that's why I was so excited when um, when Picard came out. Yeah. how like, uh, I've been watching that. Yeah, we watched the first season. It was really good. We enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, I was worried that it wasn't going to be great, but you know what? Um, I'm excited for the second season, which I think is going to come out later this year. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, everything's been a little bit delayed because of COVID, but uh, so yeah. They made like like seven or something of those original Star Wars movies, right? Um, with Star the Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, something like that. How many? How many for TNG did they make Eric, that that you can think of off the top of your head? Three, three or four. There's insurrection, first contact. Um, there's the one. There's the other one. <laughs> is it generations? Was that one of them? Oh, generations is one. That's where they mixed the two. Okay. Uh, generations was the first one. Okay. And then insurrection, and then first contact, and then there was the one that they did in the 2000s with um, Tom Harding. He's the main bad guy. I can't think of the name of it. Okay. That's the one that everyone shits on, but it's it's to me it's still a decent Star Trek movie. Yeah. Um, now, I can't believe I can't, can't think of the name yeah. of it. For, and First Contact, I just have a because I've never seen any of those movies. First Contact's the one where you see Picard as a Borg, right? No, that when you see Picard, well, they may they may make alluding to it. The Picard as a Borg thing happened in the series. Oh, okay, okay. That was like the if I remember correctly, that was the end of season two. Uh, the end of season two is the, the the Borg capture Picard, and then the last thing you see is Picard, Picard as a Borg, and then you had to wait six months for the season to get through their summer break to come back. Um, Nemesis, Star Trek Nemesis, that's what it was oh, called. Oh, yes, I remember hearing about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and I think they do, they do kind of use that in First Contact because mm-hmm. he's got this – hatred of the Borg because of what they did to him. And that plays okay. into like the journey, the, you know, the mental and, and emotional journey that he has to go through. Okay. Okay. In the cool. film. It's a, if you, if you like TNG, but you've never seen any of the movies, if you have no interest in watching any of the other ones, watch first contact. Okay. It's a great, it's a great movie. Yep. I actually walked out. Of, I went to go see that one in a theater by myself um, because no one else had any interest in going to see it because the other Two that had come out before that generations was me. Mm-hmm. Insurrection was not great, but I still love the cast, so I wanted to go see it. And I walked out of there going, "That was a damn good Star Trek movie." Cool, very good. Up to your number four. Uh, my number four. I continue with my favorite hero of all time. Um, in what uh, I believe we both considered our top Schwarzenegger film. Um, and it is also sci-fi. My number four is Predator. Higher on my list. Uh, yeah, so we, <laughs> fair enough. I figured that was going to be the case. If you had T2 higher, then Predator was going to be higher. 
Yeah, and uh, speaking of T2, that is my number four. Okay. Um, you know, um, what was the kid's name? Edward Furlong. Yeah, Edward for- Furlong's uh, bad acting aside. <laughs> yeah, and it's his pitchy, man. His voice like <laughs> pitch shifted like crazy. <laughs> um, it is an incredible action movie. Keeps you on your seat the whole time. It's one of those. It's one of those movies. I wish I could go back and watch for the first time again. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because it's just you know, if you're familiar with the original Terminator, you you think that he's going to be a bad guy, and they do a really good job of setting up that he's possibly the bad guy, and then it, you know, they flip it. And I don't mind the relationship with the kid. It is a little '90s, yeah. <laughs> In some of the stuff, um, and I wish they'd. Pay. I think Edward Furlong had a great look for mm-hmm. the character, but I think his his acting was not quite there yet. I agree, um, but yeah, Schwarzenegger was iconic, kind of in this role, in my opinion. Um, and then Robert Patrick as the T one thousand was just phenomenal. He was that, what I, that, I put him as one of my top uh um movie monsters of all time. Yeah. That so. thousand yard stare that he's yeah. got. God, he was great. Absolutely great. Uh so yeah, I mean James Cameron knows how to make sweet ass action movies um mm-hmm. and some kick ass sci fi movies, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the next, you know, eighteen Avatar movies that are coming out? <laughs> oh God no. Like okay. it's way too late. I mean they came out last one came out in two thousand and nine and we're twelve years after that. Like, God damn it. Come on. Move on, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, your number three. My number three was, I think, your number five-ish. Uh, it was from 1999. It was The Matrix. Uh, yeah, it was my number six. Number six. My bad. Yeah, this movie, it changed the game, man. Like, mm-hmm. the, the special effects, the whole premise. Like, I think there are still people out there that think we are in The Matrix for real. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's, Sometimes it feels like it, I'll be it, honest. It really does. Like, we're just batteries from for some computer programs out there, and we're just strapped in, and it's all some bullshit simulation. Um, I mean, this this movie, the sequels, I, I absolutely separated this one from the sequels, because mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to watch the next two. Um, exactly. And I think, and I think they're going to be making another one, but, like, I don't need more of the story. Like, because, you know, Neo he just fucking runs that shit now and he's just taking over from the inside and like, mm-hmm. it's all you need. I don't need to see, to see what happens the rest of it. But, um, I mean, yeah, carry on Moss is awesome. Lawrence Fishburne is awesome. The, the fighting is so cool and so unique and different that the style mm-hmm. changed things. Like you probably wouldn't have had, um, you know, 300 style or Zack Snyder style with some stuff. If it wasn't for the matrix that really paved the way for that look. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the soundtrack is so techno badass like you gotta love it like yeah the matrix is so um interesting and new and fresh that uh i i couldn't i couldn't not have it so high yeah i agree um it, uh, to me it established hugo weaving oh yeah. as a gr- first of all an amazing villain but also just a great actor um which is funny because he he seems very straight the whole time but i it takes a lot to not show emotion i'm sure yeah um, so much that you mentioned, um, I don't, I won't echo too much, but it's just, it's, it's, it's a movie. I remember I went and saw it twice in the theater. Yeah. It's, it's probably the first one I remember actually doing that. 
Very cool. And and not like going back a second time to take someone with me on like a date or something. Like I actually went back and like I've got to see that again. So ama- amazing film. Uh, all right. So my number three is a franchise that was already mentioned, um, but I've made no secret that my favorite Star Wars movie has always been Return of the Jedi. Yeah. That's a good call too. Um, it's just it's just the one that I always gravitated to. It's the one I have the most fun rewatching. Um, I you know I loved uh, I loved the end battle with you know Luke and his father. I loved um, I I'm kind of like our friend Corey. I'm a little bit of an armor file. So I one of the reason I love the Empire is because I think they have cool armor. You know, um, and I loved the addition of the scout troopers and the the little sort of scout cycle thing they had, which I yeah. loved because I always thought motorcycles were cool when I was a kid. That sequence was particularly awesome, like f- going through these massive trees of Endor and they're going super fast. And um, yeah, the scout troopers did look. We even had a toy. We had a scout trooper toy. Okay. Um, I know. I know I had one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Those are cute. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of a movie, hell of a franchise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's not too much more I need to add to it. It's Star Wars. Um, it's, you know, Return of the Jedi, especially, um, the Rancor section. I love that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Luke comes in total badass. Like there's time jumps between some of the movies and between Empire and Return of the Jedi, there's a big enough, like, uh, jump where Luke has... He's no longer in training. Like he is mm-hmm. a fucking full out badass to where he's coming. Hell, he like force chokes a bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> he he comes out fully formed. It's also, he um, you know he's got a new lightsaber color as well. Uh, he yeah. went from what his dad's blue to a green one or something like that. I think in this in this one. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, you get you get a lot of cool factors, and the rancor was a really interesting. You get Java. You get the slave leia suit that made <laughs> a lot of people liked um myself included everybody yeah, an- another uh cosplay that yeah. i see everywhere yep very true yeah not too much unfortunately to say about it but i don't think much needs to be said yeah i agree with that uh, all right what is your number two my number two was your number five i don't remember what number it was um but it's a maybe it's even lower, but it's still major top 10. Um, a Steven Spielberg classic Jurassic park. Yeah. Uh, my number seven, number seven. Okay. But still, I mean, yeah, you know, what is there to say about it? It's, it still holds up. Even the graphics still hold up to me. They do. I mean, because they had massive use of robotics. Um, they did things the right way, which was sometimes it's the slow way. Create mm-hmm. this stuff. You have tactile things that the actors can can bounce off of. And I think that's pretty damn important um, mm-hmm. to where you're right. The graphics mainly hold up today and it looks great. The story is particularly in- interesting. It was a Michael Crichton book. Um wonderfully directed it might be one of those where the books are better than or when the movies are better than the book kind of thing now i've never read the book myself so i'm not sure um i've read the book and i wouldn't i wouldn't disagree okay um the book is good um the book is a little bit different a few things happen different in the book and the book is Mm -hmm. great um but to me they can coexist without a problem Fair I have no problem with one or you know with one over the other, but yeah. I mean, given the choice, I'm gonna go watch the movie. Yeah, because I want to see the dinosaurs. Yes, 
And it um, it started a franchise that none of them have been able to reach the quality of the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's again, it's something that I don't necessarily need to see the other ones to enjoy the first one. And Jurassic Park is just such a phenomenal film. It's at one point the highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just uh, it's a kick ass movie. And you just, you know, at the end when the Tyrannosaurus is, is you know, doing its kind of roar and you hit the Jurassic Park uh, banner that falls down. Right. Like you get fucking chills, man. <laughs> and they've tried to recreate that in some of the newer films. And you, you, you can't have that no. again. We've already gotten it once. Anything after that is just jerking off. Yeah, they're, they're just trying too hard. And it's exactly patting themselves on the back and it's like no 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 we decide what deserves the pat on the back and that first one did yeah yeah uh all right um my number two is one that you already mentioned as well and this is a movie i could watch over and over again with no problems and that's predator yeah (laughs) what a what an awesome action flick um it is it is ultimately very 80s but at the same time, timeless. Yeah. Um, I It's one of those action movies that I feel like they keep trying, again, much like Jurassic Park, they keep trying to recapture the magic of that first Predator film and other films. They've tried doing Predators versus Aliens. They've tried sort of rebooting you mm-hmm. know, Predator, and they just can't quite get it because you you it was the perfect storm of uh, great... Uh, director mm-hmm. and i think it was john mctiernan wasn't it yeah it directed was directed predator who also yep. had done like or eventually did die hard i'm not sure which uh, the, like the next year he did die hard yeah um arnold in his arguably his prime acting yep. years and just a really great cast of people to really introduce this character even with the kind of questionable cg a little bit mm-hmm. you know early on with the the you know sort of the faux camouflage thing in the jungle it's still a great film yeah. amazing one-liners too yes <laughs> i ain't got time to bleed i got time to get to the chopper um you're one ugly motherfucker uh <laughs> Yeah, great lines. You're right. That ensemble, what, what, something that Predator did really well was it set you up with this whole group of guys who every single one of them are utter badasses in their own right. Total mm-hmm. and utter badasses. They could kill you 20,000 times over before you blinked. They felt like a team. They, they felt did. like they were an established team, which I think helped. Because, yeah, yeah Arnold was the main guy and the, yep. the kind of the guy who was left. But... At the beginning, when they're all together, it felt like they were uh, a unit and that Arnold was just – he was the leader, but everyone had, like, their strength. I mean, freaking um, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura yeah. with a giant-ass minigun. <laughs> I'm a goddamn sexual Tyrannosaurus. Great line. And, you know, how how do you make Arnold look like an underdog? You know, you go, go mm-hmm. back to a movie like – like uh, Terminator, um, you know, he definitely sure shit didn't seem like an underdog, at least in the first one. Um, um, or Commando, he wasn't an underdog ever in Commando. <laughs> at any point. <laughs> at any point. But then you take him and you're like, wow, he is like this adonis kind of action dude. And he is getting bitch slapped by this monstrous alien. It's just like, oh, wow, how the fuck is he going to win this one? And he does. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. It's um, still an amazing film. Yep. 
And uh, it's definitely one that um, it's one of my go-to airplane movies because mm-hmm. I can get through it without a problem, and it helps make the time go by faster. Yeah. So I like that. It's a great one. All right. I think we can do our honorable mentions because I feel pretty confident about I'm our number one. I'm pretty confident about our number ones that it's the same. Yeah. Uh, br- well, so. but let's see here. That's that'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the same movies are in our in our, in our thing, and then uh, one was the same, a different one, and eighth is the same franchise but not the same movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we I mean we are brothers. Yes, we've seen a lot of the same stuff at the same time. It's not that surprising. And let's appease the people with getting some good honorable mentions out there. Okay. Uh, All right. Um, I'll throw out Back to the Future. Awesome Mm -hmm. movie. And it was probably like my number 12. Um, I really kind of had to, I thought it was one that was going to absolutely make my my list. But when I rethought about Spaceballs and Rocky Horror, um, they ended up kind of pushing things like Starship Troopers and Back to the Future down for me. Um, Men in Black. What a kick-ass, fun Fun comedy action movie there. Great one-liners. It's one I, I need to rewatch again. Um, it's just so much fun. And then two more that I want to mention. Another action hero, awesome guy. Um, and then also in, in, and a cool guy who played the villain, Demolition Man, with uh, yeah. Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. Demolition Man is dumb fun. I'd say kind of in the same vein as Fifth Element, but I think Fifth Element just does it better. Yeah. Um, then, yeah. Uh, and then a more serious one that actually I, I rewatched maybe two years ago and I kind of forgot just how fucking good this movie is uh, more on the drama side. But yeah, Gattaca, I really liked Gattaca. Oh, see, I hated Gattaca. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that one is probably like my number like 14, 15 if I had to rank it. But like I rewatched it a couple years ago. I was like, damn, this is good. But yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so some that uh, I had on my list were one that we're talking about this month, The Abyss. Yeah. Another James Cameron, great one. Yep. Um, uh, another I, wonder, kind I, of, wonder, I wonder if we would have done this list after watching The Abyss. Um, if, if it'd be higher. If it'd be higher on the list, yeah. <laughs> That's a fair assessment. I mean, because sometimes it's like, you know, it's in the moment. Yeah, true. So um, another one that I think gets overlooked, uh, but is I a, a pretty fair uh, sci-fi movie is Contact. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, mid nineties Jodie Foster. Foster. Yep, yep, yep. And Matthew and then, McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one that I think a lot of people uh, consider as uh, the greatest Star Trek movie that is not a Star Trek movie, and that's Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, I did. I put that on my big, big list. That is a fun one, and also yeah, like. I'd say probably overlooked, but like that movie, they they did a great job. They did. Um, I initially put Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome on my list, and then my wife and I had kind of a discussion: is mm-hmm. it really sci-fi? Yeah, I might. And we we kind of feel that like dystopian, uh-huh. like few in the future movies are kind of their own genre now, and it it really isn't sci-fi. Yeah, there's nothing really science fiction about the technology that they're using. Exactly, there needs there needs to be something with the science, with the technology. Um, I agree. Where it all seems plausible that that could be done today. Uh, so, like even like something like a Running Man, I thought for as well. Like Running Man, maybe is a little bit more sci-fi than uh, uh, than Mad Max, but it has mm-hmm. enough similar, just just kind of dystopian um, yeah. stuff. But yeah. So, uh, all right. Our, our number one, we're pretty sure we got the same one, and I'm not really that surprised. It's yeah. If it's the same one, it's another great movie that I could watch over and over all the time. 
mm-hmm. without any issues. And uh, do you want to go ahead and say it? Uh, well, I'll tease that it's another great sequel. And it's uh-huh. a James Cameron sequel this time. He didn't do the first of these movies, but he took the second one and took it to a whole new level. We did a whole podcast on it uh, with our buddy Corey from Podcasting After Dark. And it's Aliens. Uh, that was also my number one. Um, there was really no question. It's it's about just about the perfect uh, action movie. Mm-hmm. Um, great sci-fi. A little bit of the horror to go with it. Yeah. And I I don't know that they'll ever be able to make a better Aliens movie yeah. than they did with this. They've tried and they failed every time. Yeah. Um, similar to Predator, you get a really good ensemble cast with Aliens, mm-hmm. and you really care about a lot of them. Uh, I mean, with Michael Bean's character is great. Obviously, Newt, you kind of want her to get taken care of. You love Ripley. Ripley, I mean, my opinion, she's probably my favorite heroine of all time. Um, and I, yes, you got to love Sarah Connor in the Terminator franchise, but like when it comes to it, Ripley is just amazing. I absolutely love Sigourney Weaver in Aliens and just her ferocity at protecting Newt and, mm-hmm. you know, just and her own beliefs that no one believes her. She's all fucking by herself. And she's like, she's so determined. Like, no, I know what I fucking saw. And then she has to prove to everybody. And then she has to put on a fucking badass uh, exo construction suit and <laughs> fight a queen alien, um, which is just so cool. I mean, they took they took the horror element from one alien and every damage, everything that it could do. And then they said, yeah, let's just throw in like a fucking hundred of these things. And it just went nuts. <laughs> and it was so cool. I mean, they yeah. it, it really added a whole lot to the, to the franchise and to the lore of these aliens. And it's not a surprise for you. I mean, hell, you ranked the, the Xenomorph as your top uh, yeah. movie monster yourself. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, great, great fun movie. And when we talked about it with Corey... Like it is, he's got a passion for that movie too. Oh God, um, yeah. And as you've put yourself about, you're you're an armor file, and you're kind of like a gun file. Mm-hmm. Um, you you, their guns are so cool. Like yeah. I can't I can't give this movie too much justice. Go back and listen to our aliens episode because we go into a lot of depth with a lot of that stuff, and it's just phenomenal. This movie is so good. It might be a perfect action slash horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, folks, that was our top 10 sci-fi movies. Please join us next time for a sequels episode. Adam and Corey return to talk about the 1990 sequel, The Rescuers Down Under. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at blastfromourpast at gmail.com. And if you want to suggest a movie or TV show from your childhood or to be a guest on the podcast, go over to patreon.com backslash blastpastcast and pick a tier that works for you. To find us on social media, search for at blastpastcast. So until next time, I'm John. And I'm Adam. And thanks for joining us. See you next time. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. 
And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.